Hello there! It's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, and with me as always, he's not wearing hockey pads, which I think I've done before, it's Anthony James. <laughs> I was literally just about to go, I'm not wearing hockey pads. I think <laughs> I've done, I'm almost certain I've done that introduction before. Anthony, how the devil are you? Doing well, Conrad. Very doing very well in Batman Heaven this week, as you yeah. all know. Yeah. Well, we've been in Batman Heaven for six, no, five, no, six weeks because we did we're on the... the Batman Stairway to Heaven. I like to think of it. Yeah. This is we're finally in Batman Heaven now, in my opinion. Yeah, we've got there. We've reached we've the promised there. land. We we did our we we paid our dues in the Joel Schumacher mines, and yeah. now here here we are emerging. Into the 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 golden hued Elysian Elysian fields of uh, Christopher Nolan's Promised Land. We're here to talk about uh, the Dark Knight. Yes, Th- that there Dark Knight, um, which I'm sure everyone's very excited about. Uh, it's whenever you talk about Batman, it's the movie that that people are. It's probably the 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 sort of consensus number one Batman movie. I think that's probably fair to say. Well, I think yeah, I think, and even if you'd go by fan reviews online, it's consensus top twenty movies of all time. Apparently, yeah. so, was that according yeah. to IMDb ratings? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, famous, famously balanced IMDb ratings. Oh, do you remember? Th- we will get into it in a second. But do you remember? It's actually, when... number three, by the way. Actually, number what? three. I'm trying to remember what movie it was, but there was like a, a basically an internal war w- within the IMDb community, probably about five or six years ago now, where some movie knocked The Godfather off of the number one slot. Shawshank. Was it? But it was it. I don't. I feel like it was a new movie. I feel like it was. Mm. It was like Joker or something like that. You know. And then everyone um, downvoted it. Yeah, and basically, like the IMDb joke, um, the IMDb Godfather fan base, like mobilized to be like, we're not having this. Like everyone, get your ten star reviews in for the Godfather. We need to get yeah. it, get it above whatever. It, it's so weird that 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 exists. I mean, Shawshank. Shawshank has been the, like the number one on IMDb for as long as I can remember yeah. which is absolutely crazy to me like, I love Shawshank and actually mm. I it used to be like one of my top top films it still is it's a really good film Yeah, but the idea I don't know I don't know when you think of it like you know, have to choose one film as the best film of all time yeah. I don't know I don't know you can't, I definitely wouldn't be the Shawshank Redemption Shawshank Redemption wouldn't even be in my top 50 probably I mean we bought a zoo's nowhere to be seen let's be honest no exactly uh, they, that's, you know, that's, Frank, that's Frank you know Darabont fucking wishes he could make we bought a zoo, a zoo but, <laughs> exactly yeah you know there's not even there's not even a zoo in that movie there's not even an animal I don't think in that movie uh, there's a bird there's a bird oh there is a bird there is a bird well yeah. an Rooks. aviary we bought an aviary um, but we're not here to talk about Frank Darabont or, um, or, or we bought a zoo or indeed Shawshank Redemption we're here to talk about Batman so without further ado Let's talk about some gosh darn movies. Let's do it. Movies. We're here in the year of our lords, 2008, to talk about the Dark Knight discourse. Um, And I think it's fair to say that... I mean, I'm sure the discourse around this movie would have been enormous regardless because it's a Batman movie and it's a very good movie. But... I think it's probably fair to say that there was a, something of a perfect storm. Well, depending yeah. on on who who you're who you're talking to, um, with the death of Heath Ledger, which pretty much dominated the uh, the release cycle for the Dark Knight, it, because there were like all kinds of like wild rumors circulating about it, ranging from like suicide to like foul play to mm-hmm. Ledger being like so consumed by, by the role, um, yeah. by by the role. Um which in fairness by his own admission did involve him uh like staying in a hotel room for like a month and keeping a diary to try and embody the character. But I remember hearing stuff about like, oh he'd gone to a cabin by himself and like taken a bunch of drugs, which I mean did did contribute to 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 his death. But um Yeah, there's a whole mystery around his death even as well. Like it's like mm. was it actually a genuine overdose or was was it yeah what was it like a mixture of prescription drugs from different doctors like i i can't actually i don't even know if there's a definitive answer even no no i mean there's a toxicology report which says you yeah. know he died because he had all these drugs in his system but yeah. it's unclear where like what actually happened but i think yeah. it's undoubtable that the 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 sort of mythos that grew up around Heath Ledger's mm-hmm. death uh lent this movie a, a, a sort of air of 
I, I don't know it's almost like a legendary film it's kind of like enter the dragon or something like that you know a movie that came out after bruce lee had mysteriously died and like mm-hmm. <clears throat> became this touch like cultural touchstone for a generation and i think dark knight very much is that for our generation yeah it was it, you're right in saying it's a perfect storm because not only did you have that 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 air around it of like the mystery as well as like oh he was so consumed by the role so everyone wanted to see the role that killed heath ledger you know and like the thing is since then it's come out you know that on the set as soon as it said cut like people who worked on the set he would just pop back and he was heath ledger straight away yeah in the, in the makeup it's not like he's this crazy method actor um you know, he was obviously trying to get into the character, but yeah, apparently, he was doing like role preparation and stuff. But yeah, he wasn't he was doing like, role preparation. But I think it was he wasn't Jared Leto, basically. That's what, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, he wasn't Jared Leto, and I think it was overplayed to a certain point, and and mm. everyone was sort of it was like a pressure cooker. And the, the, this is the really interesting thing is that when the pressure was released of the pressure cooker and the film came out, it didn't disappoint. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the wild thing. That's the wild thing because it was really even when the first trailer came out and you saw him and everyone was so excited for it and it was such an air of importance around this film and then it like you know you I don't think you maybe can say it's I think if you really look at it cold light of day is it top 10 films of all time? You know, who knows? Is there a way to rank films who knows? Is it like my favorite superhero film and probably it will, always will be? Yeah, I think yeah, I mean, this is the situation. You can't really top it in my opinion. It's it, I mean, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal movie and I think you're absolutely right to say the that that like kind of pressure going into the release and then it came out and everyone was like, "Oh, this is like not not only is this a brilliant movie, but Heath Ledger's performance in it is yeah. deserving of Oscar contention. Like it's such a good performance and it just it's this fascinating blend of of kind of uh, like eulogizing and lionizing and mythologizing the the process of filmmaking that just combined to make this really special movie. Um, obviously, the movie would have been special anyway, but it just yeah. kind of elevated it a little bit further. Um, yeah, like the performance itself. That's why I love it as well. Is that yeah, yeah, his costume's great. Like he's you know he's got a his costume fits the character, and like yeah, he's got his slick his like hair's really messy, and the makeup's quite poorly put on and like yes there's a lot of consideration in that costume but mm. it actually is just the performance which yeah. which makes it what it is and i think that you know we, we ragged on jared Leto there but i think people trying to create like an iconic villain i can imagine people going into the joker or other bad bad guys uh, in superhero the superhero genres and thinking to themselves right i have a chance here to be jack nicholson i have a chance to be heath ledger yeah and i think that they overthink it and they're then a lot's put into the aesthetic of their character and then the performance is nowhere near. Heath Ledger is is remembered one obviously because he died in, in the circumstances, but also two because just the performance he gave was so amazing. Mm. Not, like people don't love this Joker because he looked cool. I mean, he did he did look cool, but his performance and the way he talked and the way he delivered the lines was just amazing. You know, he was just he was yeah. just so good. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the Joker as a character in a bit more detail uh, uh, slightly later. But so Christopher Nolan is back in the director's seat, back in the writing chair um, for 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 the Dark Knight. The familiar faces are all back: Christian Bale, Michael Caine, not um, one, not Gary one Elvin. of the familiar faces. One is notable by her absence. Katie Holmes didn't want to do this one, so she is replaced by uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal for uh, Rachel Dawes, which is probably one of the worst career decisions that Katie Holmes has made I think it's fair to say it's true and to be honest with you as a recasting snob it is the one the one bad thing about this movie do and you not like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal then as uh, as Rachel no I love Maggie Gyllenhaal I just don't like that it has it has the my like the, like the sort of the, oh, the specter okay. the specter yeah. of Katie Holmes in it you know what yeah. I mean? it's looming it's like large the worst thing about this movie is something that isn't even in the movie for me yeah and that's just shows you how good the movie is so <laughs> yeah absolutely so I mean I, I like there's going to be a lot of this if you don't like the dark knight at home you're probably not going to enjoy this episode of the best movie podcast ever because <laughs> both James uh, both Anthony and I are just just gave gave your real name to some of the uh, some of the newer listeners there anthony and oh, I. Yeah, like it's like it's like gold dust he's our real yeah, name sprinkle just sprinkled throughout you know yeah if, if you want um, to go back we've talked about it before go back and watch all the videos you'll eventually yeah. find it's not a, it's not as it. interesting as it sounds it's purely it was a business decision we went into yeah. like you know it's a pure business decision um, business but, and also clarity decision but yeah, we'll exactly. leave that up to you guys yeah um but um 
both both uh, both you and I absolutely love this movie. There's not going to be a lot of criticism of it. So if you are not in the mood for listening to two people fawn over The Dark Knight, this one might not be for you. Yeah. But <laughs> with that caveat or with with that um with, with that established, I think the opening of this movie is one of the strongest character introductions I have ever seen in a movie. Uh, you get the the ticking clock motif in the mm-hmm. score, which Hans Zimmer would reuse yeah. again with on another Christopher Nolan movie in uh, Dunkirk oh, yes. many years later. Um, but it's just this amazing heist sequence to introduce the Joker, um, and 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 it's just. But it's actually like a triple introduction because you have the the. Um, the Joker introduction with the amazing whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger while he's yeah. talking to um, I believe talking to uh, William Fick- Fickner or Feichner I can never remember his name as the mob he's bank Mahone manager. from Prison Break season two that's yes what I absolutely he he always turns up in like in just <laughs> things as that guy and he, yeah, here Crystal's he is again. really good at having those random people you're just like what oh, yeah. yeah him yeah. Yeah, um, but um, but there's like a triple introduction of characters here. So you get the amazing high sequence to whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger, which mm-hmm. is perfectly uh, perfectly filmed on its own. And then you have the Harvey Dent at the trial, like by American, this like kind of blonde haired all American boy kind yeah. of introduction for that character. And then you get the the Batman uh, scarecrow bust with um the super gravelly voice now like he's been taking some <laughs> voice coaching lessons uh since uh, since batman begins yeah. and he he has arrived at the batman voice we all know and love now yeah this is it's almost we're approaching subtitle levels of batman growl oh yeah. not yeah this is in this movie christopher nolan pushes his sound design and editing right up to the point of needing <laughs> subtitles and uh, spoiler alert for next week he might tip over it for the next movie, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, how did you how did you find the reintroduction of of uh, Batman and like the Joker intro and the Dent, uh, the Harvey Dent intro as a kind of three pronged introduction? Yeah, no, I, I agree completely with you. Like, I think I think this, also the situations in which they were um, sort of really highlighted the each character, like yeah. Joke the Joker. You know, I, I loved I loved just the setup of that with all the different clowns and the mm. whole way they're talking about it. some guy called the Joker. You know, and yeah. you, don't, you know what's coming as well. You know like, what's coming. He's definitely one of them. He takes the mask. It's basically the Sting moment, you know, in TNA yeah. where he takes <laughs> the mask off and he's Sting underneath. Yeah. Uh, like, I wonder where Sting got that from. Uh, so. <laughs> the insert gif of sting the wrestler doing his joker impersonation here <laughs> yeah. awful an awful awful moment for a dark chapter in wrestling history yeah. but he takes his mask off and it's him I, again i agree harvey dent i think aaron eckhart was brilliant in that role sort of i, I believe to sort of the fall of harvey dent and where he started as like yeah as you yeah, say he's like a guy who works American. within the system and is like yeah. very charming very charismatic and and it, they really set him up to be an interesting character in this movie, I, and, I, and I love that, that, like the coin and fairness and stuff, um, was was his thing before even he, he got half yeah. his face burnt. So he was like, I, and I like as well that it was a normal coin, but then oh no, it wasn't actually. Sorry, that's no, a trick I, coin. I'm, misra- yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of a different uh, depiction of how he did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then once I gets burnt, yeah, that's right. But yeah, and then the Batman. I love the the, the score that comes in with Batman. Uh, it's like do 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 uh you know and i didn't realize until like when i was watching this again that that is an iconic like sort of the batman theme of this series it's very mm. understated compared to other batman themes yeah it is but yeah. he does have one you know and i think and that moment where he comes in they have the scarecrow there gotta get him in he's gotta be in all three um yeah the only gotta get him mm, in. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the only character apart from jim gordon and and batman oh i guess an alfred actually so it's those four i guess that are in all three movies, which is uh... yeah, you got to get Killian Murphy and you got to get Michael Caine in somewhere. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. Brilliant, brilliant introductions, and it really set the table for what yeah, we're going absolutely. for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I mean, one of one of the things that I think this movie is so good at is that it it's like two movies, or it's actually like three movies. I mean, you know, a lot of movies are built as like kind of three act structures, so it's not uh, maybe it's it's kind of um, uh, like kind of self-evident that, that, that that's going to be the case in a lot of movies but there's there's three very kind of almost self-contained stories in this a movie you've got the sort of chinese money arc yeah. you've got the joker arc and then you've got the two-face arc and they do they brilliantly blend into each other um but i think the thing that that i i love most about how enjoyable this movie is to watch is how 
rapidly they move like they never really stop so um as soon as we get these introductions we're into this chinese chinese money kind of mm-hmm, act mm-hmm. where um you've got uh this character called chin han who's like offering to take the gang money from the gotham gangs to hong kong because uh the net is closing in on organized crime in gotham mm-hmm. and uh, and they are like we won't extradite um we won't extradite like or china won't extradite one of their own back to the back to the states and just in that scene like you get so many iconic moments you get like joker's magic trick with the pencil which is still still one one of my one of my criticisms of this movie and and of christopher nolan's batman in general is that they he doesn't really know how to get around um like censoring violence for the purposes of keeping an age rating uh, a lot of the time so sometimes he does these weird cuts where it's like it's not really clear and there's one in this movie actually um a bit later but it's not really clear what happened in some cases but the magic trick is an example of the complete opposite i think where it's like holy shit that was so violent (laughs) like that's unbelievable that you've just got that one through that yeah it's terrific because you you know the uh there was there was like a a a, a rumor that the uh, like a, a child from some uh, from some serial advert did that to themselves. Yeah, oh, it's not true. They've come out since and been like an adult. They're like, I didn't do that. Um, but like the whole the, the whole the whole like thing was that they put a pencil in their nose and then hit their head off the desk. Mm. That that around that time and that rumor was going around. Like this film came out and I was oh. just like. That is crazy. Imagine Chris Nolan hearing that rumor about the serial kid and it's yeah. going to taste great, you know. And then he's and then he's like he's like that isn't a brilliant idea. I'm putting yeah. that in a, I'm Stick that in. movie. We'll yeah. get the Joker to do that. I mean, it doesn't. I I, I reckon you could try that a hundred times and it would only work one time because the rest of the time that pencil's fallen over the moment that that eyeball comes anywhere near it but still yeah, yeah. it's it's a wonderful like visceral bit of violence um so we get that that introduction we then get the kind of bruce and um H- harvey dinner scene um mm-hmm. where uh, bruce continues to be a bit of a like he continues to play the character of these sort of like distant um and uh, and kind of pompous billionaire and you get the that there's so many quotable lines in this movie but that's yeah. where you get the you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain which yeah. is basically the entire plot what of this happens. movie summed yeah. up in in a single line um yeah. and i think yeah that, that that's a the the way that like bruce rachel and harvey interact in that scene i think is is so crucial to establishing the motivations of all three characters throughout this movie that really carry it through i think um yeah the, yeah, the trilogy of those are really really good obviously and actually that's the, the strength of that relationship uh is actually a big point in the third one too so it almost mm. is building in character points for further films as well yeah. um and obviously we have like you know that the culmination of that of that relationship but yeah i think i think it's believable i think i, I understand why bruce um sort of felt that he still had a chance there because I think there was still chemistry between the two. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's it's just that well, I say still, it's a brand new actress. So they 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 got chemistry in, in in the replacement actress. So that was good actually. But yeah, um, they 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 found they refound the chemistry. Um, yeah, yeah, that somehow. Had, had somehow. been tossed away. Um so one thing I did just want to briefly touch on the <clears throat> the moment I was alluding to with the violence that doesn't really make sense. Oh yeah, yeah. is uh, the bit when Joker like starts kind of cleaning up the gangs and like unifying them all Paul under Q's. his banner. Yeah, well the pool cues but also the bit where he has like the knife in Gamble's mouth after he pretends to be dead to get caught mm-hmm. and he tells him the first of numerous stories about how he gets yeah. gets his scars uh and and he does the the why so serious and then yeah. it cuts it does the hands in like doom and it cuts to um the face of one of his henchmen who kind of like winces and then it cuts back to a wide shot and gamble's lifeless body falls down and i'm like his knife was in his mouth like how did he kill him there i don't I just yeah i know what you mean like it's i always thought that he just cut he just put the knife in his mouth and then cut his cheek open but yeah. why yeah why would that kill that him? wouldn't kill him it's like it, i mean maybe he cut his throat or something but it's just yeah it, it's it just stands out to me as a moment where like nolan doesn't really know how to capture violence 
without showing violence i think uh, it might also just be a case of you know like sometimes where you, you just need someone on the ground for the rest of the scene so you just hit him a punch and they're knocked out <laughs> yeah that's uh, true it might yeah, be the, 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 the referee like, cell in wrestling yeah, is... <laughs> we need this guy dead we want <laughs> yeah. to have a nice culmination of the story let's just yeah. pretend cutting your cheek kills you <laughs> yeah sure maybe there's a maybe there's a vein in there i'm not a doctor i don't know these things <laughs> well, there's like, definitely it's... a vein in there maybe well yeah there's, <laughs> yes, but, yeah, there's <laughs> probably, yeah there's definitely veins that's true <laughs> <laughs> otherwise your cheeks would be very very pale i think <laughs> it didn't have any veins in there whatsoever um but so the chinese arc the, the, this is the bit that i really wanted to talk about with you it culminates in mm. what we like to call in the business an action set piece uh with the <laughs> with the, the and, and it probably was i don't want to say that this was like filmed cynically but whenever you see a scene set in china in a in a hollywood movie it's like uh, okay they knew they knew what they were doing here like and they it were works early, fine. Ad- early adopters of the chinese market yeah and it works fine in the context of this movie so as, um, i'm not saying this is a criticism of it but it it, it 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 is interesting that it's that it's china but it's this amazing i guess kind of a high sequence again with his little mm-hmm. like explosive gel gun and the sky hook and the fight in the office building um the second Batman fight in the first like forty minutes as well, which really stands in stark contrast to the first movie. Well, actually, yes, you're right. That's interesting about maybe that's why as well we view this as like the best of the trilogy because this has the most Batman out of any film out of these three. You know what yeah. I mean? Batman, he's Batman from beginning to end, and yeah. he's fighting it from beginning to end. Also, he's he's being a, like he still does do a bit of the detectivey stuff too. You know. Oh my! There's a, the detective stuff later in this movie is just fucking nonsense. Like that, <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to the Joker art. There is some detect quote unquote detective work in this movie that makes no goddamn sense. I, I what, maybe <clears throat> the the Chinese uh, people taking the money to to store it so that it's like the the mob's money is safe. What like? What is actually the stakes of that for the city of Gotham, though? Like, I that's why I think that it's probably like the least. It's it's the it's, a, it's obviously I don't it's not it's partly Canto bite like, but I think it definitely it definitely does it it does not have the same weight as the other two storylines. Yeah, I that's definitely. True. I mean, it's kind of setting up the other stories. Yeah, it's yeah, ba- yeah, like course, yeah. the the money is effectively a MacGuffin for them yeah. to be like we're going to get all the crime in Gotham sorted out by getting yeah, yeah, this yeah. money. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it's kind of a means to an end. Um, yeah. And, you know, as as, um, as, 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 as obviously going to be the case with, with Batman, Mr. Lowey is captured, brought back to Gotham. And <clears throat> we, we basically kind of slip into the Joker arc there. And I really like how they delineate the Joker bit of this movie with the Chinese money bit with something that Christopher Nolan does use from time to time and that's a jump scare where they've got they've got Mr. Lau in custody they're, they're going to round up all the criminals Harvey Dent's going to agree to prosecute them and the the, the police commissioner um, who is uh, has, has an amazing lie I don't think it's quite at this point no my, um, I'm not sure when it is in this movie but but there's uh, like Gordon is talking to him in his office and he goes like Gordon what are you up to and it's just like, <laughs> like and it, it makes me laugh because I know that he's British because he was in the did you ever watch the the fast show the like sketch comedy from the late 90s no 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 okay he was in that with like Paul Whitehouse um and it just really makes me laugh that he's like now a police, co- an American police commissioner in this movie. But <laughs> a great line read. And anyway, he's he's doing something in his office, and then the body of one of the uh, one of the Batman uh, imposters who is wearing hockey pads um, yeah, yeah, yeah. swings down into view, and that's like the moment where it's like, okay, no, the stakes have been raised here, and and this isn't going to be as clean as uh, as you think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the stakes that's the stakes is an interesting quest thing you say actually. Because overall, um, the stakes of this movie, interestingly, aren't as high as the first one. Um, no, so like, that's true. Because, and I suppose it's because like jo- the Joker is some like just he's like an agent of chaos, and he just is going through the world, doing things as they come to his head, and he just you know what I mean. So maybe he just doesn't have an overall plan of how to destroy Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a dog like, chasing a car. He yeah, he's a dog doing. chasing a car. So so there, but there is like it's funny that isn't it? because there's less stakes than there is in Batman Begins. Mm. Having said that, it's in a way i think more compelling and you want yeah. him to fail more well it's you know? i mean it's it's all about like the kind of soul of gotham really like you've got batman and harvey dent as these like two competing ideologies for for what the future of gotham is going to be mm-hmm. like can it can it function as a city 
within the confines of you know the legal and judicial systems that have so far failed it or will it always rely upon batman being there to to fix the corruption and 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 as and i think you're absolutely right like there's no world or not world but there's no like city destroying MacGuffin at the end of this Mm -hmm. that's going to kill everyone in gotham it's 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 a very very personal story between between joker harvey dent and uh and batman and and And, and two boats and two boats and two boats as well um so just to just to like touch on a couple of things in the joker art then i wanted to get your opinion of so you get the um the video of the joker torturing the guy which is legitimately chilling as a kind of reintroduction it's like a refresher course like he's legit directed that scene oh did he that's interesting Mm -hmm. i didn't yeah i didn't know that like well i mean he he looks like he's shooting it as well because obviously he's speaking from behind the camera a lot of the time so it wouldn't surprise me if he had a handheld camera that he was shooting mm-hmm. it from um but that's legitimately chilling we get the uh, amazing alfred's burma story um with again another quotable line of some men just want to watch the world burn yeah, yeah, yeah. um that has has become i mean this movie is just inso- infinitely quotable like it's, it's well, the most quotable line from any film in my life ever was me and me and my brother-in-law always quote to each other and he's listening to this hello dan uh we always <laughs> say to each other never 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 <laughs> yeah it's, it's a it's a great it's a great line a great stiff upper lip moment from alfred he's um, such, he's, uh, I, I think michael kane is sometimes he's just put, like he's putting it on you know how, like where you where yeah. you're from you're where you're from has an accent right everyone has an accent so yeah just sometimes as a joke you'll like like when i i put on a really australian like, hey mate how you going you know i'll put a really australian accent on as a joke or like yeah. a northern irish accent on as a joke i feel like michael kane's making fun of himself as a cockney all the time yeah well yeah he is like and he, he he's not always in this he definitely has that kind of like old east london kind of accent yeah. but he can do posh as well but it's no, yeah. no he can yeah it's, it's like he's, he's just it's really really over the top but yeah. i don't mind it like you know you pushed him, Master Bate. He sounds like um, oh fuck, what's the driver from Thunderbirds called? Like Miss Penelope's driver. Oh, I don't Hello, Milady. That's yeah. what. That's I what, can't remember. Yeah, that's what. That's, I mean, it's obviously not the same kind of tone of voice, but that's the way he speaks. He's like, I shall bring the car around, Milady. <laughs> um, there you go. That, I didn't think I had that impersonation in me, but I actually am quite pleased. Yeah, I'm I, quite, no, I'm, yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stick that one in the back pocket for next time I need need that impression. Um, okay, so two things for the Joker art that we absolutely we have to kind of, or three things in fact we have to touch on. First off, mm-hmm. party scene as uh, Gordon and Dent kind of close the close the net. Uh, we yeah. get the party scene um, intercut with footage of the judge who's going to uh, prosecute the the criminals and the uh, police commissioner both dying police commissioner drinks acid or some shit um and the the judge gets blown up and the party scene with um the joker like kind of looking for bruce wayne um telling maggie Gyllenhaal about his scars uh, that's a great scene for the joker as well some real great acting from heath ledger there yeah and this is one of the scenes which really highlights the great acting because obviously there's things happening in the scene which means every take's going to be slightly different and he has to improvise a little so like when he grabs the 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 flute of champagne and it all falls out and he yeah. has to, he still tries to drink it you know yeah. what I mean yeah, like yeah. It, yeah there's a load of like little character moments that he sort of improvises on the spot which are great I think this scene weirdly he's arriving at the party you know I think this is actually one of the most you know iconic scenes of the whole thing Yeah I think so yeah, the idea because it's, it's just him basically. It's, yeah. it's it's like him acting to, I mean that you know other characters are there, but for the most part he is carrying the scene and his performance is so magnetic that yeah 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 it's just so memorable. And then obviously they also have the uh, the classic you know cars break falls as well. Oh, another another textbook example <laughs> of that in this movie with yeah the the the, <laughs> the pillowy nature of cars in Gotham City allows Batman to save Rachel Dawes. <laughs> How? Why did that come from? Was it the Fast and the Furious movies that started that? Because they do it all the fucking time as well. Like no, I, I remember it. I've I've remembered that for a very long time. The two oh. things you know, I remember from even my childhood watching films where either someone falls on a car. Yeah. Or the second thing is that they fall through a load of those uh, awnings, you know, canopies, or awnings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's another. That's a, the, the, those two things but are, like, are how you I could, break your fall. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't want to try it, but I could believe that several awnings in a row could break oh, your I'll fall. Oh, slow you down. Yeah, that's but, but, like, the car thing, like, once upon a time, you'd watch movies like, I don't know, The Omen or something, where someone gets thrown out of a third floor window into an ambulance, into, or through the top of an ambulance, and that kills them, because obviously it does, because it's made of metal. Like, it's not going yeah. to cushion your fall at all. But, like, these days, like, you watch the latest Fast and the Furious movie, and there's a bit where Vin Diesel flings himself from a, from a fast-moving car to catch Michelle Rodriguez in midair they're all going at like 100 miles an hour at this point and then they and then he kind of like cradles her like a newborn child and lands with his back in the windshield of another car and it's like that's not how cars work they don't they don't just like cushion like glass doesn't react like that to the body of a the thing as well is like how fast was he moving right so was he moving he was moving at 100 mile an hour through the air the yeah. car was going 100 mile an hour back the other direction. Yeah. He hit that thing with the force of of, of, of moving 200 miles yeah. an hour, and he was fine. He just walked it off. It was like, like I love it. It's one of my favorite cars. Stationary, at least yeah. the car's stationary. So you're not. It's only your force you're bringing into it. He's got his force and the car yeah. coming at him. It's great. I, I don't know. Who, like, I, if anyone has any ideas where that trope started, let us know because I love that trope. It's so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> Speaking of stupid things, this is what we needed to get to. We're going to have to spend a minute on this. The magic bullet fingerprint technology, the detective section of this movie. The, how? Okay, so I'm going to run through what I think he's doing here. And then you can you stop me when you think that you've made sense of this. So okay. he matches the bullet impact from a crime scene. I can't actually remember who's been killed. Uh, he's looking for the Joker. I think it's one of the is it like the cop or something like that. Like someone's been killed in a mm. in a um or was this, like there was an attempted killing. He matches the bullet impact by taking the brick and then going and getting a different gun and firing different kinds of bullets into bricks. Yeah. Matches the impact and then from the impact that he has, he recreates the bullet uh, via some kind of imaging software and is then able to see the fingerprint on the bullet before it was loaded into the gun and obliterated against a wall. Now, I don't What's think that, that? technology... I don't think that technology exists. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't... That's, that's, I, I wouldn't even really call that a technology. That's more of a process. Um, well, yeah. But it's just magic. It's just magic. So is the point. idea that because he had the size of the bullet that he could then 3D map the inside of the hole that it made, and then that left the grooves within... Like, because we're, we're think... just talk We're talking about oil here. So, yeah. would oil on the outside of a bullet leave an imprint in brick? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, no. alter its flight path enough that you could, like, identify it in some way. And, yeah, the answer is no. It's clearly the answer is no <laughs> to that question. I mean, but this is that like is... That's amazing. This is the detective portion but, of the movie. But was the and... bullet not in... Did he not have the bullet, though? Yeah, but it would, like... It shattered into, like, a million pieces because it, you know, hit a brick wall. So there's probably nothing of the... Like, it's um... literally just the impact. So he basically needed to... I think what he was doing with the gun was recreating the impact so he could get, like, the little shell, shell casings. Okay, so... <laughs> Zoom has just kicked us out, so we've moved to Discord. I'm, I'm going to pull peel back the curtain for this because we're right midpoint there, and there's gonna, there's no. I, I don't want Anthony to have to like creatively edit around that. So we got. Kicked Why off. has Zoom? Sorry, can we just one th- second? Why has Zoom started having a time limit on two people talking? Yeah, they well they, they want that money. They want that sweet paper for for like the working from home. And podcast well, Zoom set. Will, well, Zoom will hopefully not be around much longer then. If that's no, the case, that probably someone like uh, like Microsoft will probably buy it, and then it will just like disappear into oblivion as it gets like merged with Teams. But anyway, yeah. So uh, like what we were saying was the bullet fingerprint technology tech is nonsense. There's no <laughs> way that works, and that is your if you're coming to these movies for detective stuff. That's your that's your lot. That's what you're getting out of that. Like it, I mean, the, I mean, at the same time, it's pretty good. You know, I for for a movie detective, I I love it. Like I, it I love that he just sense. has a rail with a minigun on it in the middle of his like <laughs> warehouse for, of Batman stuff. That he's like, I might need this sometime. Like I. I live with a fair amount of cluster in my life now because I've got mm-hmm. lots of things that I might need at some point. But I, even I don't have that level of clutter. Yeah, I, I will say I noticed actually something watching these three films again. For a man who has a rule against killing people with guns, he certainly has a lot of guns. Yeah, he has a he, huge amount of guns. He doesn't actually have actual guns, but he puts guns on things. 
you know like... yeah i mean I do, I do think he's got because by the third movie he's definitely killing people with guns as much as he might claim that he doesn't but um do you think that he has maybe a rule where like if the gun is on a bike or a tumbler that's not technically him killing them yeah that's the, yes that's the if car. it's a if it's a gun that you can buy at a gun show he's not he well, he's not like he 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 doesn't <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't like. He has some know, way, standards. He doesn't like the way the gun laws are, and he wants to change them. So yeah. he doesn't actually ever be seen holding an actual gun that a consumer can buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't need the op- the bad optics of that. But st- <laughs> yeah. st- stick a fucking rocket launcher on a on a on a bike. He's like, oh, no problem. What yeah, if yeah, I yeah. need to? What if I need to blow a hole in a wall? <laughs> yeah. No one's buying that at Walmart. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, he he has his own. He him and Lucius Fox have their own little dirty deal there. Um, <laughs> But so okay, speaking speaking of um of gun bikes, then uh, the Joker art kind of comes to oh, yeah. a conclusion with the pretty stunning like another set piece again of like the mayor assassination attempt. It has Gordon's death. It has um Dent handing himself in as the Batman. Mm-hmm. There's the chase sequence where they're taking Dent to prison with the the the, the debut of the of the Bat bike. I mean, it just like. It just goes the end of that act like it's just non-stop yeah and the bat bike coming out of the of the tumbler of the tumbler was really cool yeah. uh, one thing i'll say about the bat bike right again very little i have to say negative about this film at all but this bat bike love the design love how it came out of the tumbler but i've just always found always found with this bat bike it just always looks slow it mm. doesn't it like and because they're really driving it and they've just never convinced me in a shot of it that it's not just going 40 mile an hour yeah you know yeah i i, I, know. I, I do know what you mean like there's not uh, you get it with the tumbler as well like you never really get a great sense of speed from it probably because it's yeah. not actually going that fast i would assume because mm-hmm. it's all practical but i mean you do get the debut of yeah missile or like rocket launchers or explosive warheads or whatever it's using on the yeah. side of it you also get there's there's weird little moments of comedy in these movies so you get like the sort of comic relief cop who sat next to the masked SWAT guy driving the van who will turn out to be Jim Gordon who is just like he's basically giving like a running commentary on what's going on and when the helicopters turn up and then get fucked up by wires he's like okay that's not good and it's like fucking <laughs> Joss Whedon write this script like scene why why is this guy like quipping <laughs> like in this <laughs> terrifying situation um what do you think the pr- what do you think about like the practical lorry flip though ah uh, that is so goddamn good like that and then the come on i want you to do it scene immediately after which which does seem like it's in some sort of way a callback to jack nicholson standing in front of the bat plane yeah 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 i think so there's definitely like there's definitely like like, nothing uh, crazier or unhinged more unhinged than standing in front of a plane or a car and saying come come on i want you to do it yeah so or or a motorbike or whatever but yeah like that see that practical effect of uh of tipping the, the the lorry yeah actually in a city yeah with buildings on either side i that is absolutely mind-blowing that they did that i i love the fact like i've always i'm a big advocate for um chris nolan's style of like you know trying to do as much practically as possible Mm. um i think that you know sometimes i maybe maybe these days day and age might think it's a bit more trouble than it's worth but (laughs) but i i to be honest with you it means that like this film will not age you know because that actually happened that actually happened you know yeah. and it's it's not going to age in the same way that like certain elements of the Joel Schumacher ones have where there's CG in them mm. and like you know Batman floating around with his cape and all looks very CG and the massive statues are quite very obviously CG this isn't really going to age you know and I love that about it I just... yeah it's it's it is and there's a few of them in these movies there's one in the next movie that i can't wait to talk about but yeah it's, it is a stunning bit of um bit of like technical action work there to, mm-hmm. to 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 shoot that the way they did to capture it the way they did it's just yeah it's amazing it really is amazing and it ends with joker being taken into taken into custody and we get the first scene of joker and batman like yeah. fully head to head kind of and, it, and it's really although it's like an interrogation scene it's really more of like a clash of ideologies because yeah. they're talking more than they're fighting and it's just ah, oh, it, i like this scene is so goddamn good like the bit with jim gordon like turns the lights on and batman's been stood behind joker the whole time and it's yeah. just like ah, oh, shit here we go yeah. um and the, the yeah the, the the joker dialogue like 
ending with I'm not a monster, I'm just ahead of the curve. Like and it 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 sort of it perfectly encapsulates what he's trying to do to these to these three three men in Gordon Dent and and, and Batman. Uh, and it's this is for me is one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I think. Yeah, no, no, I agree, and I think that it's also like a, it's a scene which is going to be, you know, it's a scene that which is sort of going to be copied, and even like the idea of like you know, I think it was in the new Batman one with Robert Pattinson as well. They had a moment where he went to see the Riddler, and I think that they did a really good job with that as well. Yeah, uh, and it was a really good scene. They were definitely like, trying to capture something similar yeah, to this. But I, I was still thinking when that happened, I was like, oh. But you know they're not really going to top that one, you know. Yeah, and- like like that sense, like like you get this interrogation between Batman and um, and Joker. Then he runs off because of the Harvey Rachel choice that he has to make. Meanwhile, you've got the dude being like, "My insides hurt," and it's like, "Come on, don't put like he." take him away from the other the other prisoners guys like read the room a little bit here and then joker doing the would you like to know which of your friends were cowards bit like this entire well in fact this entire movie up until this point you get this sense that joker has planned every single aspect of this and it's all going according to plan and i agree you didn't really get that from the riddler in the new movie like that that big escalation at the end of that movie while cool i was like i've not got the same sense of like Batman desperately fighting against a genius uh, here, like it's um... yeah, it was it's quite interesting actually because in the I know we're not really doing that Batman, but the Robin Pattinson Batman for me that idea that all the all the followers came out and were shooting people at the end for him that I, I understand when people say it came out of nowhere. I think it for me it wasn't though, you know, mm. it because whenever they showed him having a little following on thing i knew exactly from from the moment they showed him having like a little following online or whatever the riddler i knew what they were doing i knew they were doing this uh the sort of cult of personality who's like gonna i i always i i I understood the political thing they were doing from the beginning and therefore it wasn't it didn't come out of nowhere for me but i completely get why people thought that if they didn't clock onto that in a way i guess it's scarier as well this idea that these people will like at the drop of a hat like resort to this um even yeah well, been, like, actively been, it's like before. it's like it's like whenever you have like the shooters and all they have the manifestos and you can just imagine the people they're listening to all the time like you know corrupt their brain obviously the people they're listening to are a little bit more cloak and dagger than the riddler <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's really you know yeah. saying he's gonna kill everyone but yeah yeah, yeah no i don't know what you mean it's weird because it's really chaotic this film but at the same time yeah he obviously did plan to get caught i think that's yeah. clear um i also think that uh yeah like the the the, the dialogue about you know which is would you like to know which one of your friends uh was a coward all great great stuff hmm. and also i like that you got him without his jacket on as well just a costume point as well i like the, the shirt yeah. that he's wearing yeah you get the waistcoat yeah you get the waistcoat you get the shirt yeah yeah precursor to the return of the waistcoat in the in the late 2000s thanks to uh <laughs> england manager gareth southgate uh repop <laughs> oh what a legend what a legend uh, in 2016 <laughs> um okay means. so very quickly then like because we're there we we could talk for so long about this the dent and uh rachel harvey and uh, rachel choice how do you feel about christopher nolan not even giving rachel the final goodbye speech like i because i fucking love that <laughs> like <laughs> she sort of is literally cut her last words are cut off mid-sentence as so she's blown up that's realistic to me um yeah. it's not something which he carries forward throughout all of his films i mean christopher nolan is that's ah, filmmakers in general he, he can be fall- sentimental Sometimes. Yeah, like you know, he does fall into sometimes like a character saying something, uh, their last word, then dying. Uh, like you know, that does happen a number of times in his movies, as it does with any filmmaker, because it's sort of a powerful moment. But this time, he doesn't do that. You know, no. he actually just has her <laughs> get blown up before. Halfway, don't even know what she's gonna say. I mean, it, it's tricky, 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 tricky on old Joker there because like Joker, Joker isn't Harvey Dent. If if that was. He isn't Two Face, so let's imagine in a world like Two Face was already Two Face, and it wasn't Harvey Dent locked to the barrels. If Two Face gave someone that choice, I think it would actually legitimately be that choice. Yeah. Whereas Joker's not Two Face, so he switched them. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think <laughs> that's. I think that's really cool. I also yeah. like when it, whenever Batman realized that they were switched, he still saved Harvey. Obviously, well, I suppose like, he didn't really have a choice at that point. He didn't have a choice, but I mean, I like that he didn't skip a beat. You know, what I mean, yeah. he went in, he saw Harvey. He's like, "You're out." It's not like he, they, Chris Nolan, didn't even give you a moment of Batman pondering no. the fact that it was a mistake. He just went in and got him, and I love that as well. Yeah, and and like, and when you think about it, he probably knew at that point what that meant for Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he got because he'd obviously gotten there first. Um, 
and I I love how yeah I love that it doesn't dwell on that. I also there's a there's a single shot in this which I really wanted to highlight where uh, when Dent falls over and it cuts to like a, like or it changes perspective to like a vertical shot, but he's lying on the ground so he's kind of flipped ninety degrees, and you could see like half of his face being like covered with the the gasoline or whatever it is while he's oh, on yeah, the ground, yeah. and it's just such a striking shot yeah. for you know what you know is about to happen to Harvey Dent, um, and it it just. Yeah, it's an amazing bit of cinematography. It really is. That ah, was brilliant. And I remember as well, when I first went to see this film, I think I went to see it like one of the opening nights, so it wasn't confirmed that he was going to be uh, Two-Face in this film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew Harvey Dent was in it, and we knew, but but like maybe it was setting up... A lot of people, I think, in the lead-up to this film kind of thought maybe that he was setting him up as the bad guy for the third one. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say at the beginning with the three arcs, that like you could have probably ended this movie... I wouldn't have ended it quite the way they did because obviously there's a lot of loose threads, but you could have probably ended this movie after the Joker bit, and it would have still been a perfectly good movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the that's why I even even watching it, how late we were getting into it with no heart, with no Two Face, I was thinking, okay, well they're saving they're saving Two Face for next time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, but they didn't, and I think the film's way better for it. I think like even though they could have, I think that no point in that last half an hour of the film am I thinking to myself you know they should have ended this I'm not thinking that at all I think it does really work you know yeah no absolutely Harvey Um, Dent is the monster the Joker created and you sort of needed to see it you know yeah I mean and you know Gotham loses its well or or Harvey Dent's vision of Gotham loses in the Mm -hmm. confrontation which which makes the final the choice that Batman has to make at the end of this movie much more impactful because Mm -hmm. not only has does he accept at the end of this movie that his way of doing things will have to continue uh, mm-hmm. for longer you know this this extrajudicial punishment because the systems in place and the people working within them can't be trusted and like the toll that that takes on his body and his relationships mm-hmm. and his mind but also by the end of this he has to also be a villain because those har- systems that Harvey Dent wanted to work within have turned against him it's it's such yeah. Uh, it's just the 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 characterization and the themes in this movie are so so well realized but also Um, like i love the nice edge of you know it is too much for harvey dent's image to be tarnished for the future of gotham and like that setup going into the last seeing what they did in the third film now it's great like whenever i was like a teenager no one actually knows this on the channel i i made a video uh (laughs) a two-face theory video which i thought he might still be alive and i had a couple of points why he might still be alive that's my first of a theory video i made oh nice and, and back in the pre-monetization days of youtube i got like ten thousand views on it and uh <laughs> oh, there, seek that out <laughs> yeah, yeah seek that out maybe i'll upload it on the channel it's, it's all nonsense now because obviously he came back and the quality of it as well is really crap because i was doing it on like an like you know it's like uh it's like really bad laptop that costs like a hundred quid but okay nice anyway the 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 original youtube experience yeah but seeing what they did seeing what they did and i was like a 15 16 year old or a 17 year old but seeing what they did with uh with with the third one and they moved like the third one harvey dent is so important to that film yeah it it doesn't like you know it doesn't make any sense why I thought he might come back now when you go back and watch the end of the Dark Knight knowing what they did in Dark Knight Rises it, yeah. it's like well clearly they told us exactly what they were going to do at the end of this film you know? yeah like he becomes a he becomes a symbol in yeah. a way that Batman they they think he can't be because he's yeah. because he's a vigilante um, so before we get to get to that sort of final two face uh, confrontation then a couple of things I wanted to uh, just touch on. The um, sonar tracking thing feels quite, um, quite. I, I'm sure they could do this to a certain extent in 2008, but it feels quite pedestrian by the standards of modern kind of monitoring of civilian populations by governments and uh, <laughs> and corporations. Well, like this Lucius was, this Fox was, was like, still a pre-smartphone world, wasn't it? Well, 2008. No, yeah. we had we had smartphones in two. They weren't as smart, but they we were definitely getting well, like there, blueberry, blackberries, or whatever. Blackberries. <laughs> yeah, blueberries. blueberries. That was blueberries. the knockoff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but like the iPhone. What did the iPhone come out in 2009 or something? Like I think iPhone. iPhones existed by this point. I think the first iPhone was probably like did. 2006. Maybe, maybe uh, iPhone one date. I, I, I'm not, maybe you're right. I don't know. But I mean, you're definitely uh, right. That it was... 2007. Okay. So, w- so when the film was written, they didn't exist. Yeah, it was like nascent. But it, it's just funny looking at it and like Lucius Fox being like, "As long as this exists, I won't work here." It's like this is fucking child's play compared to like what, <laughs> how we're tracked now in everything that we do, not even just where we go. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I also think, how how did you feel about the weirdly comedic sequence 
with the Joker dressed up as a nurse going to visit Harvey Dent in hospital <laughs> yeah. and then walking away and like ballsing up the explosion. Like it's such a, I oh, mean, that's, it, that, it's that, great. That, that, was but... a, that was an improvised moment apparently. Oh really? Well, because the explosion took too long to go off or? I actually, no, I watched a few videos about this and maybe I'll be I'll getting details wrong here. So anyone in the comments wants to sort of fill us in on the actual details, but I'm pretty sure that that was a one and done shot where they were actually blowing up all the stuff, right? And he, I don't know if he, I don't think if his thing actually was the button for it, but I think it was supposed to go off when he clicked it. It oh, didn't okay. go off. It didn't go off. So then he improvised the tapping of it and all. And yeah. then it did go off and he went, oh God. And he got in the bus. So he knew that he had to keep going because it was a one and one shot. Yeah. So he, he didn't break character. He kept going. And I think that that was in part improvised, that part. Oh, well, I mean, what a moment of improvisation if it was. Because I mean, that entire scene... Like he looks ridiculous, and it's it's very funny. But yeah. it's like, and I think it's important to have those kind of moments because it establishes why people would follow the Joker. Because if he was just like a psycho all the time, the question would always be there: like, why would anyone follow this guy? <laughs> like, he's burning all your money. You know, he's not. He's, so he's not paying you. So I don't know why you'd follow, why you'd follow him. But um, him jumping and sliding down the pile of money is so yeah, good. yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, do you know what that reminds me of? Is the scene in like season four of it's it's always sunny where Charlie finds the Alibaba sword in the dump and he like jumps down the, the like the trash and he, he like does like the really the really offensive yell and then jumps down the trash and is like <laughs> spitting as he does because he's getting trash in his mouth. It reminds me so much of that. It's a great it's a great moment. But um yeah, so we we get the um we we get the sort of birth of two face how do you feel about the cgi on two faces uh face or the birth See, that's the face? part which might 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 age eventually yeah but i th- i think i think the actual design of what they did was really good though i think i, I think I, I liked it i liked it looked new it looked it wasn't like just purple how did that even happen um yeah like the two faces we've seen before it's very acid comical. i don't know toxic yeah. waste something like that like i don't know this found this has felt it's weird to say this, but it felt more realistic. You know, that's the oh, thing about Chris Nolan films is he tries to make things realistic, but at the same time, it's like even when he does something which is clearly not not possible in real life, he still puts a spin on it, which is like, okay, like that still looks kind of real. You know yeah, what I mean? Let's make this real. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think so. Um, I, what, okay, so we'll we'll get into the the, the sort of the finale. eyeball is terrifying. The yeah, the eyeball is horrible, and the way when he opens his <laughs> mouth and you see like tendons stretching behind his teeth, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh fuck. That looks painful. Um, okay, so we'll we'll get into the finale in a second. Um, I I just wanted to briefly touch on the uh, the boat sequence, which is a great a great moment um, because with the bombs, because we get uh, Tiny Lister, also known as the President of Earth in uh, Fifth Element, and Zeus, the wrestler who wrestled Hulk Hogan in some movie that I can't remember the name of, but he he's the one who chucks the bomb controller out the window at the end of the That's prison. That's right, ship. yeah. Um, so lovely to see him. We also get, I want to get your opinion on this. Harvey Dent, um, I don't know what kind of car it was, but he definitely trusts the seatbelt in that car. Because like when he gets gets in the car with Eric Roberts and he like does the uh, does the oh, oh yeah. like, like does the coin flip for him and is like okay it's your lucky day and then does it for his driver and says uh, not for him who your driver puts puts the seatbelt on shoots the driver in the head is like. Uh, seatbelts are good don't get me wrong we should all wear seatbelts but they're only going to protect you from so much like you know like <laughs> that, that yeah that is nuts like, if that car like flies into a river like you're just <laughs> like there's no chance like, I, I do understand I, 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 I get that they're trying to portray that he just doesn't care now yeah. but at the same time it's like was that was that your mission there Harvey like you left the hospital just to go and kill kill eric roberts character that's all like you don't have higher hopes here like why not just why risk that like yeah. why risk dying when he wanted to eventually get to batman or get to get to jim get gordon, to go- batman, yeah, yeah. gordon you know it's anyway at the same time it is it is quite funny yeah it is very funny but it's all it's just like come on you haven't thought that one through have you you're very lucky um but so we finally get to the after batman takes down a bunch of swats uh swat teams who are about to kill some hostages captures the captures the joker and we get the amazing shot of him hanging upside down um with yeah. saying i've got a feeling you and i are gonna be doing this forever which is very poignant um i think given yeah and yeah very sad because yeah very we sad because when we were watching it yeah yeah um and then we finally get the confrontation between two-face batman and jim gordon uh with batman ultimately getting shots tackling 
uh, Two Face to to the ground, several stories below. Um, there wasn't a car there, unfortunately, this time. So yeah, yeah. The, the Harvey Dent was killed by the ground, <laughs> which, the is soft, the ground which is which... harder than, yeah. than a car. Um, <laughs> and then Batman runs away, and we we end with um, one of the great denouements for a movie with the you know we'll chase him because he can take it and then his son saying but he didn't do anything why because he's the hero gotham deserves but not the one it needs right now just a stunning end to a movie mm-hmm. um and then batman flees into the night hunted by the people of uh, the the people and police of gotham i mean yeah, it just and- what what an end to your movie I, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the points I had as a 17-year-old why Two-Face might come back is because when he flipped the coin and then Batman tackled him, it landed heads up. Oh, okay. Of course, nice. as, a, as an adult, <laughs> reflect upon that now, that was the flip for Gordon's son, wasn't it? So actually, it was it was never for him anyway. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a really cool moment. You're right, there should have been a car there. Um, you know, in they past, just maybe... surround all buildings in Gotham with cars, and <laughs> no one, yeah. no one will ever die from falling ever again. That's that's what should have actually been there in uh, in Batman Forever, whenever yeah. Robin's family fell. Oh there shouldn't yeah, a, it shouldn't have been a net. They should have put had a load of cars underneath <laughs> the wire. Um, but yeah, no, brilliant end to the film. Um, I think that really, really well set up for the, for the next one. It is obviously sad. Like I think they did plan. There was plans in the next one, I think, uh, yeah. for uh, Batman. I think what they were going to do, I think this there might be details if I get wrong, but I think what they were going to do next was they were going to have um, uh, the Riddler be the bad guy. And, oh, okay. um, and they were going to have Batman trying to catch him and Batman would have had to go to Arkham to talk to the Joker. Or do like a kind of silent, uh, Silence of the Lambs, like Hannibal yeah. Lecter sort of thing. Yeah. Talk to the Joker about how to catch him. Um, and then obviously the Joker would have probably escaped and then it would have been like joker and the riddler causing havoc for the last act mm. which is interesting because that's kind of what they tried to do in the new batman um yeah. where they they, they had a deleted scene where batman went to talk to barry keown who is going to be the joker um and it's interesting that because like that that for me almost confirms that that was the plan because unless there's a comic book reference there that i just don't know um, which is being drawn upon by by uh, the Robert Pattinson Batman as well as Chris Nolan's original plan for the third, mm-hmm. because um, that that seems like maybe it's something that's been in all like the the higher ups in Warner Brothers now have been thinking about it since the third one was planned. Yeah, and so now this kind of time they had a this story there. Opportunity. Like, yeah, they're saying like maybe we should have the Joker and he'll go and visit him in, in Arkham because like that's what Chris Nolan wanted to do. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why it's always been kicking around but I think that would have been really cool um, I think mm. we definitely would have seen Heath Ledger as the Joker again in the third one if, if you yeah, saw that yeah he, he's definitely conspicuous maybe he could have been the absence. Scarecrow Judge guy he could have been the Scarecrow yeah, Judge yeah absolutely um, but yeah no, he's definitely conspicuous by his absence in that third movie which we will get to um, next week um, yes. but so okay rating time what, what, are you, what are you giving the Dark Knight out of five if, if, if pushed Hmm. So what did I? Um, five star. Come on. Yeah, come on. It's a five star movie. Random. There's <laughs> any, anyone who tells you otherwise uh, hates fun. I think because this is well, just... IMDb tells us otherwise because they say it's nine out of ten. Come on. Nine ten out of ten. ten. Come on. If like if this doesn't get five stars, I don't know what does. Honestly, because it's it's like you know it's perfect. It's a perfect. But there's like everything this movie tries to do, it does pretty much perfectly. Like there's 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 nothing I can floor a fault about it. And this is why this see this is crazy, right? This is why as much as much dominance that Marvel has, I never ever count discount DC because although a lot of this like sort of university stuff they do is bad, they can always pull out like the best DC films are better than the the best Marvel films. That's just how it goes. The average yeah, of each I think historically, yeah. I mean, I I definitely put Dark Knight and the original Superman and spider-man 2 and may i think avengers infinity war are probably my favorite some of those yeah late avengers ones were very good as well yeah, yeah. but i think but I, I just think like having a character like batman um you're always capable of having this just amazing film which yeah. does, it sort of transcends the superhero genre oh yeah definitely and, like and, and, he, and sh- I, yeah. he should have i think like that i think this it was criminal that this people talk about Black Panther not getting a, an Oscar nomination and instead, or it did eventually, but like how it apparently wasn't going to get an Oscar nomination and, and it was instead going to be nominated for the best popular 
Oscar or whatever that they were talking about creating. This deserve this should have had a best picture nomination and i don't believe it did because it's a superhero movie and and people kind of look down their noses at it and it's like this is a phenomenal movie like it's it's not it's i I mean i hesitate to even really call it a superhero movie like it has a guy in a costume in it but it's a it's really like a character drama more than anything else that just happens it just shows you what the potential is and and unfortunately for filmmakers these days Chris Nolan with this this movie in particular the trilogy I would say as well but the, this movie in particular has set the bar so high yeah, yeah, yeah. you like, know if you if you want to if you this is the movie your your superhero movies are going to be compared to from now yeah. on I think and that's that's probably as good a testimony as any to how impactful the dark knight was that it's still the the movie to beat um as far as superhero films go um but yeah so that's a five star movie and i think that is going to do it for us here on the best movie podcast ever we've gone well as long as i expected us to to be honest but um Mm -hmm. yeah slightly longer than usual um and that's going to lead us to just answering one simple question as we always do and that is anthony what is your favorite movie this week my favorite movie this week is the dark knight yeah, I'm not fucking around this week either. Sometimes we go for Joker. <laughs> I feel like what since we've been doing this Batman one, a lot of the answers have just been, oh, it's the, it's the movie we've just watched. That's not yeah, the yeah. that's not the spirit of this. But I'm going to say The Dark Knight as well for this one because it's such yeah, a good like, movie. I was tempted to say David Brent, Life on the Road, but I quit that after 10, 20 minutes. So I okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what a 20 minutes that was. Um, that, <laughs> I've not watched it. I shan't be watching it anytime soon. <laughs> Same to say. Um, okay, so thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. Check out links to their stuff down in the description below. And thank you to you for joining us. Please consider subscribing if you haven't already. We're the Culture Cave on YouTube, and we are the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps. Get involved in the comments. Let us know how much you love The Dark Knight. If you don't love The Dark Knight, get out. Just get out. <laughs> get don't out. come back. No, Have they sat through that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can make comments as well. You're allowed to. Um, and give sure a like if you would be so kind. It really does help. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Bye. <laughs>